Hello. Hello. Oh, my darling listeners. Oh, my goodness gracious. Please, welcome to our new personalities. This is what we sound like now. <laughs> Just kidding, it's us. <laughs> You idiots, you believed us. Ew, hello. <laughs> Ew, hello. Uh, welcome to Stay of Homkins. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I am an actress. We are a married couple living in Los Angeles. Together. And this is, yeah, we're one of those married couples that lives together. And this is our after dinner Podcast. It's an after dinner conversation. We welcome you into our date night. Sometimes I wonder. If mm. people think mm. that we're just we're just saying that we do this after dinner, no, we really fucking do it we after dinner. Just had dinner. <laughs> we put the plates in the sink. Oh and yeah, we're, here we are. It's like our date night. We do this now. Once we have, we have other date nights too. We don't just no no. We do. We don't <laughs> record them though. This is that's well that you that know I of. know of. Yeah. What if we were both secret? What if it was like. In the Pina Colada song. And I was like, I was tired of my man friend. Man we, friend? We were, I'm trying to make it work in the song. We've been Husband. together. Oh, that's how, God. that's how it would work in the man song. Man friend. That's how it would work. Oh, you're right. I was tired of my husband. <laughs> I don't like you singing it, though. We've been together too long. Oh, <laughs> and then, And then instead of. If you like covert recordings, <laughs> if you like being taped, <laughs> you did it better than I ever could I mean, have. It was a team effort, and that's what marriage is all if about. You like Look, her. <laughs> this episode is all about explaining what marriage and then, is. And then we meet up in the bar, right. and I'm like, have all have all the tapes. I have to play this. Tape I have for all you. the receipts. Wait, what? What? Okay, what is on the tape you're playing for me? Just like these are the moments where you were boring and made my know, life feel no. empty. You know, you it know, took me hours to edit this. Do you know? Like sometimes you're like by your uh, smartphone. Maybe you have one. A lot of people do. A lot of people have them. I days. have an iPhone, and there's um, there's like a virtual assistant on to, on it. And then sometimes, <laughs> I didn't why are you to... explaining this? Like you're a historian. I, we might have well. This because... is for people thousands of years from now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I want people to know where we are in time and place. Right. So, so it's ex... time but and see, place. But if you're explaining series, someone might think this is an old episode. Well, I can't help you there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes like you activate it and then it starts recording every fucking word you say. And then you look down at your phone and you've like recorded like a text message yes, exactly. that has like, and you're like talking smack yes. about somebody and you're like, oh shit. Ooh. Oh, cuckoo. Cuckoo. So early. Cuckoo coming out early. Cuckoo keeping us honest. Yeah. I got my weekend water in my weekend water glass. It looks beautiful. What okay. are you drinking? Tell people what you're drinking. I'm drinking something so good that this- A recent discovery. Well, yes and no, in a way. Um, it's so good that it might make me a little tight in this episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've had a couple sips of it now, but it goes down real smooth. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's always a danger. Um, uh, first of all, it's in my Week in Water glass, which is our official Kinship Goods merch. And I want to shout out Kinship Goods real 
quick because they open their new store tomorrow's mm-hmm. their big opening day. Yeah. If I have that right on the timeline. I think so. They just moved into their new space. Guys, they're going places. They're go- well, they've, they've gone to they're one go- place They've for gone sure. a couple doors down and they own their shop now. They're going to keep going a couple doors down. But they own it, and I'm so like yeah, they're it's so exciting. exciting. They're just like the best, yeah. and they make the best merch for us. Okay, so what I'm drinking is shout out to Dan and Hillary. Yes, thank you, Dan and Hillary. I'm drinking this weekend water in my weekend water glass. It's not a recent discovery per se in terms of like I didn't know it existed, but for a particular reason, I had to get this. Um, <laughs> God, it's so good. I had to take a sip in the middle of talking about it. I had to get <laughs> this. This vodka, it's called Firefly Sweet Tea Flavored Vodka. It's made like in Charleston. It's like a low country delicacy. The low country. <laughs> in the low country. Everyone knows what the low country is now because of the murder. Oh, I can't wait to get into that. Okay. <laughs> so much happening in that story. Yeah. Okay. So I knew about the sweet tea flavored vodka because I've heard of it for like a million years. You have your eyes and ears in the low country. Yes. And... I had to get some, and they had it at the BevMo, but they only had it at the BevMo in Van Nuys. So I had to go out to the BevMo in Van Nuys, which, by the way, was an excellent experience. At the BevMo in Van Van Nuys, Nuys. where we'll plan our escape. (laughs) And here's a tape of you talking nothing. (laughs) Boring me half asleep. (laughs) I'm starting to worry that this is real. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay, so I did like a, I I did the shopping on the on the Bevmo site, mm-hmm. and then I pulled up for a curbside pickup. They have a dedicated spot. Oh, at right out front. Very nice. Pulled in, then you click on your phone. Hey, I'm here, and someone comes out in like a one second. I thought you were going to say somebody comes out in a uniform. No. The BevMo official uniform. No. And then, and so I got the Firefly Sweet Tea Vodka for something, and I was like, okay, I finally have to taste it because I tasted it. And I was like, well, I have this lemon flavored LaCroix. And I like a vodka soda. Okay. Yes, you do. You know, that's a, that's like a summertime go-to. I've never said otherwise. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to do myself a vodka soda and I'm going to do myself a Firefly sweet tea vodka. God, if they listen to this, maybe they, you know, if they want to sponsor, I'm totally down with that. Firefly tea, uh, tea vodka, if you're listening. Because Tito's never uh, took the bait. Tito's, you, I hate to say this and use such strong language. Y'all fucked up. They fucked up. Maybe Tito's doesn't need us. You know what I mean? I just realized we didn't set Cuckoo for the right time. Mm. Cuckoo, you're wrong. (laughs) Cuckoo, you look like a fool. You came out here saying it was 8 o'clock. It's 7. Spreading that misinformation. Fake news, Cuckoo. Good. Anyway, I recommend it. If you can get your hands on a bottle, if you imbibe and maybe... If you do, if if not, just do the lemon flavored LaCroix. Yeah. Without. Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. Since it is sweet tea flavored. Yes. And sweet tea already will often involve lemon, right? Mm-hmm. 
Not on my watch. You don't like lemon in your iced tea? Not, no. Okay. I don't mind the lemon-flavored LaCroix. It's a subtle, there's a subtlety. Mm-hmm. This is a different animal altogether, what's going on in my weekend water right. glass. I was wondering if it made it more of an Arnold Palmer with the lemon LaCroix. No, because, well, I would not have put, I think you can mix it with lemonade, um, but I wouldn't because it already is sweet. Correct. So then, like, I would not mix it with another sweet mixer. Personally. I think this makes sense. Personally. But the lemon LaCroix is not sweet? No, LaCroix is not sweet at all. Maybe that's why I don't like it. I, I think that's why you don't like it. Because it's not sweet. It's just like a it's like a sparkling water with an essence, like a flavor, but it's not sweet. To me, LaCroix is like you're drinking water out of a glass that used to have something else in it. <laughs> it's got the faint flavor of the last thing that was in the glass. Okay. <laughs> I need a glass of sparkling water. Does somebody have a glass of passion? Did you not earlier? rinse this when you had grapefruit ju- juice earlier? Did you? Were did you, you not rinse a glass of pomplamoose juice? <laughs> okay, interesting. Anywho, <laughs> so there's been so much activity around the murder. The Low Country murder. In the murder world. <laughs> well, the, lo- the murder world is all a buzz. Well, specifically in the case. Yes, of course. The Murdoch murder podcast, the, which we have plugged on this show before. I hope they sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Either the podcast, the Mur- Murdoch podcast, or the Murdoch family. Well, Mandy Matney. If you have any murders coming up and you want to <laughs> get them out there, get the word out. Yeah. We're no, no, because Mandy Matney, who hosts a podcast, like my comment today, because she posted the deadline article about developing the drama mm-hmm. series off the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Girl, I'm gonna be watching who's casting this." Because I want to. I was like, "I'm from the. Uh, I grew up in the Low Country. You know, like blah blah blah." And she liked my comment, so. All right. So there you go. Maybe she'll bring that to the producers. When do you think it's going to end the murder to podcast to drama series pipeline? Um, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon because mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you think about it, if you think I'm about it, it right now, they're like, think about like movies of the week, like in, in the previous incarnation of, of, uh, television entertainment. Yes. And that was a big, like, they would focus on a crime a lot sometimes, like a true crime Yeah, but there weren't as many iterations of it out there, right? Maybe there'd be a book, and then there'd be a TV movie. But there wouldn't be, like... Like, Fatal Vision. Yeah, there wouldn't be a a book, and a podcast, and a docu-series, and then a drama, you know? I agree with that. That is also... Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so like, I guess like, so I guess I saw, cause you know, they did that, um, there was the book about Elizabeth Holmes, bad blood mm-hmm. and it was great. I read it. Uh, it was like a page to, it read like a novel, even though it was like a nonfiction book. Looks like a pump feels like a snicker. <laughs> and then they did the podcast about it. And then there was the documentary, Alex mm-hmm. Gibney. Big Alex Gibney fan. Shout out to Alex Gibney. Alex, if you're listening, love your love your work. 
<laughs> you think he listens? Yeah. All right. And then and then they did the docu series with Amanda. I've been saying series. her not. I've been I've been saying her name wrong. I read it that I've been that we've all been saying her name wrong. I thought it was Seyfried. Is it not Seyfried? I can't remember. Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Something like Safer? that. Anyway, she won the Wait, Emmy. you don't know how the right way to say it is? No, I I read it and I forgot. And I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, oh, I've been saying it wrong. And then I kind of forgot, like, how I was saying it. That's like Chrissy Teigen's name is actually Chrissy Teigen. No. Yeah. But that's just too it's late. The, the ship, that ship has I sailed. I have the Teigen in the <laughs> Now I'll never forget because I... You'll think of... All right, so anyway, and then I guess they were also going to do a movie starring Jennifer Lawrence that Adam McKay was going to direct. Yes. And then I read just recently that Jennifer Lawrence was like, No, I'm not doing this. Amanda Seyfried. 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 Safe Light Repair? (laughs) Safe Light Repair. Safe Safe Light Replace. Replace. She did it, and she was like the definitive no, Elizabeth no, no. Holmes. Uh, so Kevin Kinnan was supposed to do that one. No, there was there was going to be. Two. I agree, what, but two. you're conflating them. Kate McKinnon was going to play the part that Amanda Seyfried, yes, ended up doing. Th- that's what I was about to say. Jennifer Lawrence was going to play Elizabeth Holmes in the Adam McKay feature film. Yeah, I know. So what's the no, no, no part? Because you said Jennifer Lawrence dropped out, and then yes. you started talking about Amanda Seyfried. She, the, because so it sounded so like what you I'm were going to say, you understand where I'm coming from. Not exactly. What I was saying, <laughs> what I was saying was Jennifer Lawrence dropped out because she said Amanda Seyfried did the did the deed. She did it. Done. Boom. It was going to be that much later after. Because I remember these were kind of happening at the same time. They were being talked about at the same time. It. She came out just this past week and said, I'm no longer attached to this. I'm not doing it. Amanda Seyfried won the Emmy. She was great. Done. That's what I'm referring to. Seyfried. Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Is she saying it? No, this is just a weird YouTube. We are looking at how to pronounce this name as well as how to say more interesting and related names as well. So make sure to stay tuned and consider subscribing for more. How do you say it? In English, it is normally pronounced as Seyfried. Seyfried. Pretty straightforward once you know. Seyfried. 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 So he's sorry, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna listen to him because she he's said. She said Seyfried. Seyfried, like Handmaid's Tale. I'm not gonna listen to this weirdo. <laughs> and more interesting names. How dare you? Also, by the by, he sounds like a robot anyway. Yeah. So you know what of? Yeah. What I don't else? listen to robots. Where I come from. Okay, so so in other news, shout out to friend of the pod, 
Robert, I won't say the last name, but he does work on the Bosch universe. Mm-hmm. He uh, he mentioned me to their casting department a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I finally got invited this just this past week <laughs> to to submit for a role in the Bosch universe. Mm-hmm. I did not book the role. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I feel like I nailed it and uh I think you did very well. It was a lot I was I, it was to play I can't probably say a lot. But I can say to play a judge. Yeah, there's I can plenty say of judges on Bosch. But there was a lot of legal terminology mm-hmm. and a lot of like, you know, you did very well with that, which can sound like mumbo jumbo, but you did a good job. I, well, I was like so into it. Yeah. I was so into it. I worked really hard. It was like a lot of dialogue. I had mm. a lot of Googling. I had to look up certain legal terms even. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this shit. And I really wanted it so bad, but mm. I didn't get it. But I just had to say, shout out. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> I would love to play. Thanks, a judge. Robert. Oh, I would love. No, judge. I wanted to play this particular judge. Mm-hmm. Of course, because uh, this. Per- well, besides it's being in the in the Unibosch in the universe, in the universe, in the Bosch universe. Um, and then I also read for a part I didn't get this last week that I wanted more than anything, and I didn't get it. So, if anyone knows Abby Morgan, who is a Welsh writer. <laughs> created some of my favorite shows I've ever seen. I've recommended everyone watch The Split. Everyone, I loved The Hour. She created The Hour. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows Abby Morgan, please tell her that I want to want to meet her. I want to work with her. I'm reading her memoir actually right now. I'm no, in the I, middle of reading her memoir. I just and it's saw... harrowing. Yes, I'm listening. Oh. Well, she had some crazy things happen in her life. Okay, I'm very keep going. sorry to hear it. Um... I auditioned for that movie Spirited. I know. Which is coming out soon on Apple TV, I believe. I think it might be out because and, some people are oh, posting po- posting about it. I saw, well, our friends Tim and Lily. Yes. Posted about it. it. Are they or is just Lily? Because They're Tim's, both in it. But Tim's post was about did not say that. It said Lily is in it. Are you talking about stories? Yes. Okay. In smaller print, he said, also, I have a tiny role in it that is not what it said in the smaller print i can't believe we're having so many fights on <laughs> he said in the smaller print i also had a role in and it was the movie of the poster n- that she was standing next oh, to really? and he made a joke <laughs> he said he, it was a movie with the word bones in the title oh, no, and I he said i play that. a chiropractor in it i did not catch that and it was clearly a joke because the bones movie was like some I weird drama feel like a fool Babe, babe, so much is getting past you tonight. I'm going to, it's because also, (laughs) it's fine. And our friend Lily, okay, so Lily, first of all, I was going to not watch it out of protest because you did not book the role personally, (laughs) but now that I know that Lily's in it, I have to watch it because I'm like the biggest Lily Sullivan fan, maybe on the planet. Get in line, honey. No, I am. No, I am. I am bigger Lily Sullivan fan. I doubt it. But I, so the thing is though, when I saw that, I was like, oh good. I'm glad. I'm glad for her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I was like, 
I don't think I should have auditioned for that part that I auditioned for. Oh, I disagree. Well, when I consider who they got, I'm like, well, yeah, of course. So why would I like, maybe there was an, it makes me think, was there another part that I could have read for that would have made more sense? That would have been more gettable. Well, you know, probably, probably. (laughs) But on the other hand, sometimes when you're reading for a part like that, you're maybe not right for, it does put you in a category like of people who will not get that job. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like, oh, he was like not quite right for this, but wouldn't he make a good this? Man, I'm waiting for that to work out. I know, but it, ha- it happens to other people. It's happened to people I've known. It does happen to other people. But not, hear, it's never happened those, to me. When you read those stories where it's like a casting director saying like, we just loved him and we knew he was great and this, we knew we had to get him in for something. <laughs> this is like something that would happen to me a lot in... Um, Pre, pre-COVID, mm. the pre-COVID world, yeah. when we would go in to auditions and this would happen to me, like it happened to me like a lot, like 10 times. And I go in and I'd read for a part and it'd be like, you know, like six pages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's so great. Do you mind sticking around and reading for this other part? And I'm like, yeah. Why, of course. And then they like hand me the page and it's like, all rise. (laughs) (laughs) Or here's your uh, double foam non-fat cat latte, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, really? Well, is that the way you did it? (laughs) No, but (laughs) see, that's why I never got it. I'm like, Here's your double foam cap (laughs) Cap latte. I would hire that person. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, do it exactly like that. But then it would be like so, it would be like this this moment of like an ego deflation Absolutely. moment, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like, oh my god, I did so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want me to read for the wife now, yeah. or they want me to read for, and, and it's like literally like, uh, Doctor Smith is on the phone on the line on line one, like that would be it. Do you remember? And then, I, and then not get it, and then not get it. Do you remember when I read for that? <laughs> There's a sitcom called I think it was called Men at Work. And it was a Tootsie type thing. Okay. Where it was the exact same premise where this guy was like, I can't get a job. Okay. Because they only want to hire women. They only want women. (laughs) So he dresses up in drag. This is becoming a little familiar. Yeah. And he gets this job, right? And this guy is like, whatever you thought about the end result of Dustin Hoffman in drag. You'd never for one moment think that this guy was a woman. Like never for one moment. Okay. Like it was it was absurd. But I th- I was reading for that part of like the main guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. This and is familiar. Get, when I get to the audition, okay. I start reading and I'm reading the wrong sides. And they say, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> We wanted you to play this other guy. So I had done Stop all this work it. to prepare. And I, I was like, man, what if I, what if this happens? Like, yeah. Like, how can I job? do this? Like, this is so challenging. Yeah. 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 Like, do <laughs> I, do I want to be a part of this? Like, it's not do good. Do, yeah. You know? <laughs> and, um, it was just like the friend who was like this, like a working class dude. <gasps> no one was talking to you. Watch. Oh my God. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. That I said earlier in the thing you that happens. True. You made it come true. 
That was like totally organic, y'all. Also, I didn't. Thing is still set on sleep, so it shouldn't have been saying anything. You must have knocked the. I don't know. Are you gonna victim blame now? Yeah, you shouldn't have dressed like that. <laughs> Can't believe you wear those tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> what if I were that? What if like behind closed doors? Mm-mm. I was like a really shitty. Like abusive dude to Ugh. you. What? <laughs> and I'm like, you're not gonna fucking wear that out tonight. You're gonna wear what I bought you. Let me. My answer to this. Who are you talking is, to? That, Who are you well, talking to? That's not that far off. Oh my god! <laughs> fuck you. Oh, so my curiosity about your life your is curiosity. somehow <laughs> abusive. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'll just be uninterested in you as a partner. Is that okay? Is that fine? This is like the Pina Colada song again. <laughs> my old lady wasn't interested. <laughs> no, it would be more like my husband didn't want me interested. <laughs> and so I started to ignore. <laughs> and then I got on the internet. Let me say, if there's if there's anybody that's listening to this doesn't know what that song is, do yourself a favor. There is no one that doesn't know what that song is. It's called. You never know. Oh, also, we talked about it on the podcast before. I know. Well, if, just just a, all, if you're a long term stay, maybe at home we have kid. one new listener. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be great? It would be so nice. This is for the one new listener. Bring him in. It's called Escape. Bring him, bring him in, Paul. Parentheses the Pina Colada. Bring song. it home, babe. It's written by. Like you give me courage by Janie and throughout Pop. the whole thing. Uh, it's written by a guy named Rupert Holmes. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Rupert Everett. That's right, or Rupert Grint. <laughs> the Rup- the famous British acting. Anyone Ruperts. else in the Rupert verse? <laughs> um, he was the original Rupert. It's a it's a it was a huge <laughs> hit. It was a huge hit. Um, yeah. His other hit. If you listen to it. You'll know why. His other hit was him. Yeah. Him. Which him, I heard in the grocery store him. one time and I couldn't believe you it. You said that on the podcast. I think you said this on the podcast I'll never, it, Look, it, it impacted me deeply. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. You don't have to be sorry because we have one new listener. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry because the one new listener doesn't know what we've said in the past. Let's so we recap can, for we the can one new listener. repeat anything you said. Oh, the girl's going to get up the trouble <laughs> snack. That's part of the Stay of Homekins universe. And you can buy some merch at the Kinship Goods. Um, we started watching The Crown. Crown, yeah. We've been down to Crown. Um, That's what I was going to say is like, okay, I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't watched the fifth season. However, they introduce... Mohammed and Dodi Fayyad, because they mm. do figure into the story. Yes, whose story I did not really know other than that he they were, you know, he owned that Harrods. he owned Harrods. That's all I knew. And then of course I was like, first of all, like they need a whole series. Mm-hmm. Because I was like so blown. Like I was like, this the story of this family is fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. So then I started like Googling, like you do. I didn't know Dodie Fayed's bio mom mm-hmm. was Jamal Khashoggi's aunt. Oh, I didn't know that either. She was like some Samira Khashoggi. She was like some progressive novelist. Mm-hmm. and Like I had no idea. Like I didn't know anything about any of all this. Mm-hmm. Like it was obviously a very wealthy 
connected world, you know, of a certain era, and Muhammad Al Fayed mm-hmm. still alive. Oh, I didn't know that. He's ninety three. Wow. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. What else because do you want to know about Google? I can Google anything. No, this is I can about the Google show. it all. This is about. <laughs> you make it sound like you. You just spend hours on Google every day, just Googling random things. I kind of do, though. <laughs> That's Does everybody? The internet has made Googlers of us all. I Google things all the Shakespeare. time. Um, so in The Crown, in that episode. Without spoiling anything. Without even though spoiling the, anything. Even though the story is. Yes, yes. This is just about the production. I'm listening. So the guy playing Muhammad. Who I thought, Al-Fayed. when I looked up Muhammad Al-Fayed, mm-hmm. he was very well cast. The guy resembled, yes. the actor like resembled. I knew what he looked like from an episode of Ali G. <laughs> what? Yeah, from a long time ago. Um, and I thought the actor who played him was brilliant, to be honest. Yeah, he was terrific. But, so here's my question. Was he the actor, was he playing his own father when you see Muhammad coming up, he's selling Coca-Cola's. All that shit. I don't think that was the same actor. No. He looked similar. Okay. But, but it was not the same actor. The, with the actor playing Muhammad as a young father, when he's mm-hmm. like whispering to his son, like, we're going to take over the yes. world and everything. Yes. That's the guy who played Doty. I don't think it was. I think that it was. I don't think it was. Do I have to look it up right now? Yes. <laughs> because I don't think it was. They I, looked so much alike. I know, but I ha- I can tell Arabs apart because of like my heritage or whatever. Like I, all my cousins look like that. To, to be fair, saying? these guys look very distinctive. They're not like, <laughs> oh, it's two brown people. <laughs> Are they the same guy? <laughs> I'm just saying I know I can like... I I just have I just can do it because of right. now this is a lot is riding on this. <laughs> yes, because it's going to make me this is to find out if I'm racist or not. No, or, or me, I'm racist. Who's racist? <laughs> it's or I'm racist because I'm the one that said I can tell them apart, and then if I can't tell them apart, then I'm the one who's racist, right? <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> Salim Daw played Muhammad Al Fayed. The older or younger. Looks like the older. Okay. And then young. Are you going to look up? You got to look. was Khalid Abdallah. But it doesn't say young. He I'm d- getting to. I can't read all of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to top off my drink. Amir El Masri <laughs> played when he, when Mohammed was selling Cokes. That's a big spoiler. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's no... There's no list for okay, the young... One of the, one of the characters was Adnan Khashoggi. Was one of his... One of his oh, this, the brother. The brother. Now, is that Jamal Khashoggi's father? Because it said that me, Samira me, Khashoggi was his this. aunt. Let me tell you this. Yes. There's no credit... For Muhammad's for father. Young Maha- for, young, uh, for young Muhammad. For Muhammad's father. There's no credit. For Dodi's father. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you saying? Well, I'm, I'm saying it again. Muhammad's father. Muhammad's father. When he's like, 
I saw the king today. Yes. And the father's like, they're not gods, they're bullshit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no credit for that man. Okay. And there's no credit. For young. For. Young Muhammad. For for young Muhammad, other than when he's a child. So I'm telling you, it's the same actors. They're playing their own No, well then Google, go on Google and say to Google. I tell you what, we got to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we'll have all the answers. (laughs) Who's racist will return after these messages. After these messages. Hey, it's me, Paul, and I'm speaking on behalf of Mint Mobile. Listen to what I have to say. After years of fine print, pretend I'm Mint, I'm like Mint Mobile as a person. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I, now I'm me again. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? Because I'm suspicious by nature. Like criminals, as Batman said. I'm also superstitious. But after talking to Mint and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. There isn't a there isn't a catch, is what I'm saying. Mint Mobile's secret sauce, if you will, is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. This is a revolution. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you, the listener of me. For anyone who hates their phone bill, which frankly is everyone, thank you, another voice heard from, there's two of us here in this house, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mogul, Mint Mogul, come on, that's an ice cream flavor. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and a Mint, family started two lines, you know what I'm saying? All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. And folks, when they're talking about premium, they're not kidding. Mint Mobile service is terrific. I don't even want to mention my old provider. May they roast in hell. But Mint is so good, and I love, I'm going to be honest with you, I love mint anyway. I love mint as a an herb. I love it as an after-dinner treat. I love it as an ingredient in ice cream. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash homekins. That's mintmobile.com slash H-O-M-E-K-I-N-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. At mintmobile.com slash homekin. Hey, do you guys know about BetterHelp? Customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Well, allow me to talk to you about BetterHelp. Because life can be overwhelming and you might be feeling burned out. Because it's really difficult to live in the year of our Lord 2022. There's a lot of stimulus and anxiety and stress. And you may need someone to talk to like I do. I talk to a therapist and it is one of the best decisions I have ever made. I hope that being able to talk to a therapist is made accessible to everyone. But 
Our roles in our life can lead to feeling burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself and your mental health. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Stay F. Homkins listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash homekins. That's betterhelp.com slash homekins. So 10% off your first month. If you've been considering talking to someone to help you with feeling overwhelmed, now is the time to take advantage of that deal and go to betterhelp.com slash homekins and feel better. Well, it's an after dinner podcast. So Green Chef, the number one meal cut is one of our sponsors. This makes sense. So Green Chef sends you meal kits so you can make dinner at home. It's a certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. True. Whether you're keto, Kalen, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of receipts to suit your needs. True. No, when you say receipts, you mean recipes. That's right. Recipes. Just for people who don't know the regional. There's like a Charleston thing where you say receipts. They offer more customization than ever before. They have new organic and wild cut protein options. And you can choose from 24 recipes weekly, mix and match, Mm. customize your meals. And they have new ingredients, recipes, and delicious meals to support a healthy lifestyle. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of our carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box, which is important because we all know that global warming totally sucks. I love Green Chef because they portion out your meals and they send you a great recipe card and your meal matches the recipe card. And if you're in a busy time in your life and you want someone else to take all the thinking out of your meal planning, Green Chef is perfect. So go to greenchef.com slash homekins135 and use homekins135 to get $130 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Go to greenchef.com slash homekins135 and use code homekins135 to get $130 off five boxes. Thank you, Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. We love you and you're delicious. We discovered there was another actor that played young Muhammad, but you believe only in one scene. You think that... Well, not in one scene, but in one period of his life. I think it was the same actor like playing teen versus like young 20s no i have to watch it again it might be because maybe i'm confused because in my memory Dodie had two looks he had a non-mustache look he had a mustache look and a non-mustache look right yes Dodie did have a couple looks and muhammad as a young dad had had the mustache yes I I mean I see what I, I see your I I see where you're coming and from. The old man in the in the first scene looked like the dad of Muhammad with a with a beard on. I don't remember his facial hairstyling. I can't believe I'm being so fooled by facial hair like Clark Kent's glasses. Well, I sometimes I don't. <laughs> and I have a mustache. There are times I don't pay attention to facial hair. 
Uh, I hope it's not when you're looking at me. <laughs> no, I know your facial hair well, but like if you sometimes like I might encounter someone and I'm talking to them, and then if you were to be like, "What? What? what who are you talking to?" and I'm like, "Oh, the guy in the green shirt," and you're like, "Oh, the one with the, you know, with the beard," I might be like, "I don't know." You have facial hair blindness. It's not like a blindness. It's just that like it's not something I focus on. Like. This is something I learned about people is that people Mm -hmm. focus on different things. So true. Because like, you know, I've like had conversations with people like, oh my God, can you believe that person? I mean, they had the craziest teeth and I'm like, they did. Like, I don't notice. You know what I'm saying? Some people are very teeth fixated. Yes. Or like they had like, you know, I think I feel focus on people's eyes. Mm. Like I'll be like, oh, they had such crazy eyes. Did you notice? Like, da, da, da. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. People focus on different things. Do you know what's funny is that, and I told you this, that, you know, I you have beautiful eyes. Thank you. But then during the pandemic, when you would have a mask on, your yeah. eyes would look even more beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It was a wild effect. It was really wild. I don't wild. know if that's true. It is. I'm that telling you it's true. That cannot be true. I'm telling you it's true. Are you trying to get me to wear like a like a burqa or something? <laughs> like Here's what? what's funny about this whole situation you want me is to that be like burqa people class? are constantly sending me pictures of any person or even drawing that has a mustache. And, and they're like, this, this person looks, looks like you. Like you. And yeah, now I know. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it to two people. But then you bought those vases of us and the guy, it's just like a guy with a mustache. And he kind of does look like you. I know. They sort of suggest us, those vases. Yeah, they suggest us. Yeah. That it, listeners uh, clued us into early on in a in our podcast. I know that that's right because of this podcast we ended up. Oh, with by that. the way, we are still going to be rolling out a monthly show in 2023. Still going right. to be on the f- second Friday of the month. Yeah, I can't believe we're still doing it, but we're doing it. We should do more watch alongs too. Oh yeah, we did an entire month of spooky movie watch alongs. No, people do like the watch alongs. I hope so. Well, yeah, I like them too. It's, fun it's to do. not the whole audience that. That likes them. No, of course not. You know? Of course not. Look, but, it's a big ask. <laughs> We're saying cue up this shit. Watch also, this movie you I'm might like, not even care about. I'm like, think if there's like showbiz, I was thinking about like if showbiz goes on strike next year, because everyone says it's going to. That we're going to have to do more podcasting because what else are we going to do? We're going to be locked down. We're well, going to be locked down in show business. But not for vaudeville. You know what I mean? I'll still be out there doing shit. Well, then you can promote your shows on our podcast. Oh, I'm going to have to. But then I was thinking, I had a thought. The last time, this is, uh, the last time that the WGA went on strike mm-hmm. in 2007. We ended up with reality TV. Yes, we ended up with reality TV. And I feel like they could make this strike go a lot longer. And I'll tell you why. Because back in 2007. Bless you. Thank you. Back in 2007, we didn't have streamers like this. Mm. And all of these streamers have a bunch of stuff that they can like roll out. Content, it's called. Yeah. And there's so much content that they can roll out that they're probably sitting on. And so much of it is (laughs) non-union. And a lot of it is like maybe even like stuff that people didn't catch the first time around. They'll just put on their splash page. You Mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if people didn't watch Squid Game two years ago, they might put it on the front page, you know. 
And you know what they should fucking do? What? They should bring back all the shows that they didn't give a proper chance to. They're just sitting they there. They will. They're going to have to. But it's going to hurt the strike and because they're going to have so much content that they can break the backs of the creators. Yeah, I don't know though. I don't know because as much of as much as that's true that there's so much stuff out there. I don't think people are necessarily going to be swayed by you know old shit and you know they're they're to sign up for the streamers. They're going to want to see new things. Hmm. And there's a lot of um there's a lot of properties that it's going to affect that that they can't you know, bring we'll back. Get, we'll get you know, yeah. they'll get hobbled, yes. you know, in the middle of production or whatever. Yes. They're going to be like, we want another season of Mandalorian. What's going on? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know? You think about all that stuff on Disney, yeah, yeah. all that stuff on, Mar- you know, all the Marvel stuff. That's like, true. There's so many things. Okay. That, and I'm sure that a lot of them are, are speeding up production in anticipation of the strike and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how a strike of writers works in the streaming world. I agree. I but agree. I don't necessarily think that they, that the, the, the studios have all the power. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. Anyway, let me say real quick. Speaking of vaudeville. Yo, I'm going to be doing shows at the bell house in Brooklyn next week, Friday, the 18th, Saturday, the 19th. I'm going to be doing my variety show of November of 2022. <laughs> Well, look, if you're listening, if you're listening to this to after this that, six it's too months late. from now. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let people know. Because I don't November- think those dates are going to line up with those days of the week again for a while. <laughs> I don't. What if it's four years from now, five years from now? It might. Oh, I'm not going to be alive. Stop. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. I'm just making a joke about being elderly. You get mad at me when I say stuff like that, and then you can say it with impunity. That's not well. Fair. You say stuff. You're different. <laughs> yours is different because I'm obsessed with death. <laughs> you're not necessarily making a joke. Like I won't be alive. You're like, uh, yeah, I don't want to live that long. Like, no way. I'm not going to let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I value my, I value quality of life. Well, sure, of course. I'm saying this on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> like pull the plug on me, please. You're gonna now. You know you're on mic right now. You're willing to say on mic you value quality of life. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember that. Yes. Oh, this doesn't come back to haunt you. I, but I also I will say this. I will say this. I think I have a lot of resilience in me, so I could weather some yeah, people setbacks. Live longer than they. No, used I can to. weather some setbacks. Yeah. And it's not like it used to be. You know what I mean? I was, you know what I was thinking today about? We don't know, though. We've all had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you were thinking about. Sorry. I was thinking today about neighbors that I used to have when I was growing up. They were called the tippings. This sounds fake. It's, it was real. I can't remember her first name. His first name was Joe. And they were the oldest people I can remember experiencing when I was a kid. Okay. And they were not like, you know how you think of people as old and then your memory, you're like, oh, they're probably 40. <laughs> they they were old, old. Yeah. Right? Like, right, right. Like like if you were to like go back, they'd be like, no, they were literally like yeah, yeah, 87 yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like Mr. Tipping, um, he died first. And he was the first person I ever saw that had 
uh, like those arm crutches, you know, like with the yes, with the, that go on your forearm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't remember what he had, or if it was just his advanced age or or what. And then Mrs. Tipping lived for a, a long while after him, and really? I can't, I think she moved away. I don't think she died in that house. I think she moved away. Um, wow. But yeah, I was thinking about that of just like seeing people like being little and seeing people that old. Right. And that you just can't wrap your mind around it. No, you can't. Cause it's like, it is sort of like everybody past a certain age is just in a melange of old. Yes. You know, yeah. cause I can remember going to grade school and seeing the eighth graders and thinking they look like adults. You know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. How wild that I am. Um, um, yeah. You just made me, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. You made me think of something in it. Totally. Some oldies? Something about neighbor. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to say, but when you mentioned your neighbor, <laughs> I think you're talking about, remember your neighbor on Cherokee? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. It came back to me. Okay. That on our, uh, wasn't, we didn't have a wedding cake. We had wedding cupcakes. Yeah. We didn't do like a cutting of the cake. We did wedding cupcakes. We did smash food in each other's faces, but that was later. <laughs> Not at the wedding. We do it all the time at home. We so. do it all the time. We did have a wedding cake top that got yes. frozen and we ate it the next year. That's right. On top of the cupcake display or whatever. Yes. And so... um but We didn't have like a topper, did we? Oh, no, we did. That's what I'm trying to tell the listeners. Okay. Our topper was like an... It was... First of all... They were, it was salt and pepper shakers I found like on Etsy or Amazon or yeah. something. And it was like a little old lady in a rocking chair and a little old man in a rocking chair. And they were like kissing each other from the rocking like chair. Like leaning in to kiss each other. Yeah. It was very adorable. I still, and they were magnetized. But I still have them. They're, yeah, they're around here somewhere. They're around here somewhere. But they're, they used to live on that shelf. They used to live on that shelf. And then we... Made we a change, made, but they're, yeah. they're still, they're in the garage somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but, magnetized at the lips. <laughs> but I think people got a kick out of our topper being like, old. because we were not kids when we got married. That wasn't the, to me, that wasn't the reference. What was the reference for you? That like we were agreeing to grow old together. Oh, to me, it was definitely that we were old. <laughs> it was, I did not read it that way. I, to me, it was like this, like sweet, like this is our future. But then our friend, this Krista, is our future. Our friend Krista cried when she saw it. She did. I don't remember yeah. that. You told me that. I did. Yeah. I forgot it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. She was very touched by that. She was. Yeah. That's so. Uh, that that tracks. Poor Krista's home with COVID right now. Krista, I, I hope you feel Krista better soon. I know it's serious. <laughs> It sucks because I was supposed to have brunch with her on Sunday and now she can't come. How many brunches has COVID ruined? <laughs> That's what Samantha told me today. She was like, are we ever going to get to see each other all at once ever again? Oh, that's sad. Because we planned this thing and on Sunday and it's outdoors. And then Krista got it from Aaron who got it outdoors. He got it outdoors. Well, that's his story. No, he did. He said he went to a networking. He said. Other people. You see what I'm saying? Come- <laughs> I mean, Aaron Ginsburg does lie he a lot. He loves to lie. He li- like, if you were listening He's to his first and last name. I don't care because he lies. <laughs> he lies for fun. He lies and he knows he lies. He like enjoys it. He cheerfully admits that he lies. I basically don't listen to, like, I don't believe half of the things that he says. That's why I took that Polaroid of him. 
<laughs> and then on and I said, this is Aaron. Do not believe his lies. <laughs> yeah. that's from? Uh-uh. Is that ringing a bell? No. Memento. <laughs> Did you ever see Memento? Yes, I saw it. Like in the theater. <laughs> he took a picture of Someone and said, do not believe his yeah, lies. Teddy, do not believe his lies. Stop. That is so funny. That was an interesting... I wonder if that would hold up if I watched it. I, that's... Okay, because I don't like to dress in Halloween costumes because I find them uncomfortable and I have sensory issues. Um, <laughs> but if I had... Um, next year, I'm going to just be... I'm just going to have a p- Polaroid of myself mm-hmm. that says, this is Janie, do not believe her lies in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And then when people are like... Oh, what are you for Halloween? I'm just going to hand them the Polaroid. Okay. So who are you then? I'm the person in Memento who lies that you can't believe. But he had the Polaroid himself? (laughs) No. Here's the thing. Every day he hands the Memento guy the Polaroid. It's like, hey, I'm Teddy. Just so you know. (laughs) I'm going to say, I don't know who, no, here's what's going to, okay, start, do it, do it with me. Okay. Okay. I'm just normal and we're at a Halloween party and you're like, uh, nice <laughs> costume, I guess. Who are you supposed to be? Um, here. And I reach in my pocket and pull mm-hmm. this out and hand it to you. Okay. It's a Polaroid of you. This is Jane. You do not believe her lies. <laughs> I just found this. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you know what i'm on board <laughs> give it back because someone else is gonna we add we're it. going to go to a halloween party that was a costumes uh, uh encouraged party yes um, that we 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 had to bail out of because of the world series which Dod- dodged that dodged that bullet but you were gonna weren't you gonna you were gonna do like rhoda right <laughs> as like a comfortable costume no. We were trying to think of like ideas for something. What that made you think of Rhoda? I swear to God that came up. Are you sure like that wasn't like Lauren Lapkus or somebody? No. Maybe it was a thing that I thought for you that I didn't tell you. That has got to be what it was. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't wear uncomfortable things. Yeah. Like I have a problem. I may have told this story in the podcast before about the night I was hired to walk around a rich person's party in those Fellini masks from eight and a half. And they gave me a migraine. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've told me that story. Oh, really? I don't think I've ever heard this. Well, okay, guys. When First of all, <laughs> like, okay. Like, my earlier years as an actor, I took so many, uh, like, Rent jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like jobs. Of course I do. Day jobs. I I don't know what the word is to say. Like you just, I've done like. Anything to pay the bills. I don't, it's like insane. Like how many jobs I've worked in my Mm -hmm. life. Like if I sat down and wrote them all down, it would be hilarious. Um, But when I was in grad school, I I worked for like this company that was like, you know, like you cater and you go to, I kind of really liked it because it was different every time, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I was exposed to some weird ass shit because I was in grad school in Dallas and I'm not from Texas. And so Texas was very 
mysterious to me and different yeah. and like another planet. Right. Like it was like another fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. It remains that way to this day. And I lived there for three years. And so I was like supplementing my income and I would go to people's homes and like, there's so much like new money there. Yeah. It's weird. And, but I, I love just like silently observing it all. And I, I just remember one time I worked this convention. This is not the main story where it was like this motivational speaker and I'm not unconvinced it wasn't like a cult because they were like selling like books and like, like, yes, like I was selling and I I was like hired to sell the books and the tapes and everything. Like you had to be at the merch table? Yes. In black pants and a white collared shirt, you know, like that kind of thing. And um, so, but one night, I guess they had approached the theater department (laughs) because they needed atmosphere for this party Mm -hmm. where... It was in some insane, like, expensive hotel in Dallas ballroom party mm-hmm. where we dressed in these, like, robes and they had ordered the, it was like the original masks that were made for Fellini's eight and a half. And we had to wear them around and, like, walk arm in arm and, like, nod and, like, be, like, like, do masks of, like, mime work or whatever. Jeez. Like, I didn't know that I was probably, like, a, in attendance of, like, the Illuminati, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah. like, like, cause I was, you know, young and I didn't know things and yeah. Texas was so weird to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's a double cuckoo. cuckoo. It's wrong time, but whatever. Wrong time, cuckoo. Shut up. <laughs> cuckoo. Shut the fuck up. You should fuck be up. fucking ashamed of yourself. I'm embarrassed for you. You cuckoo. should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You don't know what's going on. You're your ass <laughs> from your elbow. <laughs> So anyway, we were walking around this party, like, and it was like, you'd think it would be the easiest job on the planet. Yeah. But the One too many. the mask fit around the crown of my head, mm-hmm. over my face, mm-hmm. and it was too small for my head. What did it look like, the mask? I don't fully remember, but it was like a full facial mask with like eyes and probably like an expression of a face, like a porcelain-y right. looking like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way it fit over your head was like it had like an elastic thing that went around the crown of your head. So like the elastic at the top, uh, like at the top, yes, on both, like both, like an elastic band on both sides, both or, sides, right? Okay, all around, like like it was like standard mask, like like little kids masks on Halloween, essentially. Yes, but it was like thicker material than that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but that principle of that's how it that's how it, it that's how you wore it on your face. Yeah, like it was like like say like it would be like if you were wearing like a baseball cap that was like eight sizes too small that fit like tightly around the crown of your head. What, but was it? It was elastic, but it was just too tight. I don't know if it was elastic. It might not have been elastic. It might have actually been like ribbon material. Yeah. yeah. And Some kind of fucked you and they tied it too tight. No, it wasn't tied. It was like it fit over your head and face, but it was just like really snug mm-hmm. because it was too small for my head. Okay. You're saying head May and have been face. It. So is it that it was too small for your face or was the was there not enough give in the material that was fastening it to your face? There was not enough give to, in the material that was right. fastening it around my head. Okay. Again, shut the fuck <laughs> up. So like after like five. Fasteners made easy. It was trying to tell me about. <laughs> but after like five hours in this thing, like I developed a migraine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
And all obvi- and my vision was obstructed, and you know, like, and I was sweating under the f- like my mm-hmm. face was like sweating underneath. Sure, of course, you know, mm-hmm. like and my bre- my breathing was a little bit obstructed because mm-hmm. it wasn't fully like perfectly fit for my head and face. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, but like I knew I was getting like a hundred dollars cash by the end so, of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like to I just walk around. How yeah, to just be? fucking walk around. And I'm like, I'm muttering to my quote unquote scene partner, like the whole night, like right. under, like, what the fuck? Like, can we, you know, like, yeah. this is a fucking nightmare. Like, oh my God, you know? And, uh, yeah, so that, I can't remember what started that story. You've never told me that story. Uh, that I don't like to be uncomfortable. <laughs> this is my point. As right. The thing, I don't like to be uncomfortable. I once played a mummy for, a sketch uh-huh. on a TV show. It was like when I was just starting out. Mr. Show. In LA. It was not Mr. Show. Okay. This Do you was, remember the show? This was like sort of concurrent with Mr. Show. It was, I, I think it was before I got hired for Mr. Show. Okay. It was a show called The Stephanie Miller Show. It was a late night show. I don't know Stephanie long. Miller. Do no, you? she was a radio person and then they gave her this TV show and then it didn't work and she went back to radio. Okay. But I, in the sketch, I was playing the mummy and they rented a costume, you know, from a costume house, but it had like a, uh, so it was like, it was like a, you know, raggy bandages, like sort of jumpsuit that you just zipped up in the back, you know? Okay. And for the head, it was like a, a head piece, like a molded head piece with the, Bandages in the front and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that thing was way too like small. Like went all over your head. Like you put it all over yeah, the put head. Put on like a helmet, you know. Yes, and it was way too small. It Nightmare, was killing me. Nightmare, and also it was like old and falling apart. Smelled weird. Which is appropriate. Did it smell weird? It smelled weird. But I inhaled like a piece of it. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my I god! A piece of the mummy costume. By the way, that sounds dangerous. Like you could have been choking, oh. and you wouldn't have been able to tell anyone that you were choking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I, I felt it for. I want to say like a good solid week. Really? Yeah. I think I had a piece of mummy in my lung. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Do you think but it's I, still in there? You, no, you I, still I, have it, a little bit of a smoker's cough. It was probably just now. That's from smoking. What if it was that? I think it was just psychosomatic that the experience was bad because I was like choking. Really? Did yeah. you know that? Um, okay. Cause I'm like always like a little nervous about choking to death alone. Mm-hmm. There's something you can buy. I thought about getting. That's the only reason you married me. <laughs> it was in our vows. No, I thought about getting them as, is this a weird Christmas gift? There's a mechanism that you can buy. Uh-huh. That fits over your nose and mouth, mm-hmm. and it has like a suction. So if you're if you're alone, oh you put it over your nose and mouth, and you suck like you suction it, and it draws out the whatever's obstructing your um, windpipe. Wow! I don't know how legit it is because, like, because you don't watch Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, like. I was like, oh my God, that's for my loved ones for, <laughs> for Christmas. But that's just like, cause I think I like uh, the idea. I think it's funny that I like practical gifts because one year 
my dad, when we were kids, mm-hmm. he bought us, um, like, uh, me and my brother <laughs> for Christmas, an atlas and one of those, like, Merriam-Webster dictionaries that you need a podium for. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He bought each of you this? Yeah. And I was, wait, wait. like, kind of pissed, like, secretly. A, a gigantic dictionary each? I'm or pretty one sure. of you got that, one of you got the Atlas. In my memory, we each got one because that was like the like par for the course in my fan like like right. if if Alex got something, I got something. Like Of course, it, everybody gets the same. It was like a Absolutely. It, it was like a thing. Yes, yes. Even yes. though it wasn't the same. Yeah. Because he got to do whatever the fuck <laughs> he wanted. This is post divorce, right? Whenever. Yes. Yeah. Well, my parents divorced when I was eight. Yeah. That was an addiction. Yeah, he was like he was like so proud of it too. I think like in my mind I was like, oh, really? I remember my mom cool. used to get us um we used to get practical things. Like we would get a, a pajama set. Sure. You get a pajama set or sweater. Brush and comb or like sweat. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when like obviously when you're a kid, you're like, whatever. I just want the toys. Yes. Um you would use the pajamas and the robe and all that shit or whatever. When I think about it now, I think it's so sweet because I can picture them in my mind. I like, I know. And that, how adorable they were. I like to give practical gifts. I got my agents one year, um, a, um, the, like a radio that you can crank. Oh, like yeah, if there's that. like yeah. a, I was yeah, like yeah. so excited. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh my God, if there's like an earthquake and they need to. <laughs> I thought that was like such a great gift for my agents. They probably were like, cool, Janie. Thanks. Like, cool. Like, everyone else got us chocolates or booze, you know, or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't want, like, I don't want you to be alone in the earthquake and not be, (laughs) like, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, what else? There's a big election. Well, hold on a second. Let me talk about the World Series a little bit. Mm, Really? Because yeah. I feel sad about it. Well, it was disappointing. The Phillies did I'm, not. I'm a Phillies fan. It's disappointing that the Phillies did not win. But I do have to say, it was so much fun. So much fun. It was so much fun to have that team in the a postseason team that you're and rooting to, for. You know, to watch those games in a series. It was really exciting. Plus, that one really game fun. where they hit all those home runs that was like so wild. It was so good. Yeah, and I think they're going to be a good, a really good team next year, and they have a good manager. And you know, I'm excited to see what the new season is. But it was. It was because I got back into baseball in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, a lot of there's a there's a handful of the same guys that are still on the team from back then. Okay, um, there's a lot of new great guys as well. Um, but that year, 2017, was the year that the used the the Astros won against the Dodgers. I remember that year. Team. I remember that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then that was later. It came out cheated. that they were cheating. Hasn't been proven, but um. Also, like Altuve is a. I don't like his attitude. I know, they're all. Anyway, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too and far. Verlander, into it I know, I like, know, how well, did he get a supermodel? <laughs> I don't want to get too far into the. Allowed to talk smack about your rival. Team. I know, I know, but it's over and it's like sour grapes now, and you know. But I really, it was it was very exciting to me in a karmic way of like if the if the Astros are defeated by my hometown team 
who are the underdogs in this. I always root know. for the underdog. Yeah. It's in the song. Oh, no, you're supposed to root for the home team in the song? Well, it, root, 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 for, root the, for the home Is that the song you're talking about? Wait, yeah, I thought there was something about the underdog in that song. There's a song called The Underdog. No, in that song, I no, thought they isn't. mentioned the underdog. They don't. They don't even mention hot dogs in that song. Isn't that weird? Wait, <laughs> I thought you were always supposed to root for the underdog. No, you're supposed to root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Okay, but outside of that, I thought you were always supposed to root for the underdog. In life, I think that's the way it should be. Sure. I fucking love an underdog story. I mean, personally. <laughs> exactly. How about Rudy? A true underdog story. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm not the biggest sports movie person. Mm-hmm. Rudy is a masterpiece. <laughs> what? Masterpiece. Rudy is... For me, it's the benchmark. Wow. Wow. I think. Wow. Name another sports movie that could, that Rudy to me is like, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson for everybody. Right? Why are you not reacting the way I want you to be reacting? I mean, it's Rudy? nice that he was given that chance. That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is that he didn't give up on himself. He, I know, but he didn't give up on himself until the team was doing so well. They're like, let's fucking throw Rudy in there. But he, but his dream. We're doing, we're doing so great. Why not give this loser a chance? Really? <laughs> this, I, this is what I remember. I haven't seen Rudy in a long time. I mean, you're right in a sort of a way. Mm-hmm. You're right in sort of a way. Mm-hmm. But like. His dream was to be on the team. It wasn't about this, that, no, or the I know, other. I know. I understand. I know. Yes, I, I get it. Like he gave himself this goal. It's a he, very Rudy has a lot of great emotional moments. I'm not taking anything away from Rudy. I mean, I kind of are was, you but. not? <laughs> <laughs> My favorites are favorites. Yeah. Okay. The Natural and Eight Men Out. I've never seen Eight Men Out. Oh, we should watch it together. We should do a watch along. I. We'll do a watch along. Now that you're reminding me of baseball movies, I do like Bull Durham. Bull Durham's fun. It's it's sexy. It's sexy, right? It is sexy. I watched it a few years ago. It didn't hold up as well as I wanted it to. No, it was still good. It was still fun. It was still fun. Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon had very fun chemistry in that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a thing that you don't see so much anymore. Yeah. Tim Robbins is really funny in it. Funny in it. Yeah. Very funny. There's the a lot young of... young girl, the... <laughs> yeah. What was... How, we haven't seen her in much. She I honestly can't picture her right cute. now. very cute. I like her part yeah. in it. That would be the part Did I... Did we watch that together recently? Like a No, I haven't ago? seen it in a long time. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it in so long. And, and in my memory, like the monologue is like epic. And I think I saw a clip of it recently. And I'm like, it's really like three lines. It's three lines that it's he like barely three lines. puts any energy <laughs> yeah. into. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like Field of Dreams is kind of overrated. Oh, I can get behind that. Yeah. Wait, but you don't have any other time. like sports movies that any other sports movies? Those are the big ones for me. Like football movies, I don't really care that much about. Basketball movies, there's not that many of. Hoosiers. 
Hoosiers I've never seen. What? But that was based on a play. Is it really a sports movie? It's based on a play. Yeah. No. Wasn't it? I believe so. No way. I can't believe we're going to Google so much in this episode. <laughs> but this is to save the listener the problem. I don't think of- it was based on a play. I think it was based on a real story. It was like a real it was a based on a true story. Don't you think? Uh I don't know. Keep talking while I'm looking things up. I was Jesus. just trying to think of other sports movies and I, I'm like, oh, like Bennett, like Beckham. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think I, I don't have like them on the tip of my tongue, like sports movies. Right. I do like an underdog story, though. Like, I really, really do. Here's a, here's a Google question. Was Hoosiers a real story? I really liked. Um, oh, this the film is very loosely based on the Milan Miracle, the story of the 1954 Milan high school basketball team, which won the state championship on a last second shot by Bobby Plump. <laughs> wow! Spoiler alert. Bobby Plump. All right, so I guess it wasn't a play. Why is there some other movie like that? Why am I thinking that it's based on? A you play? think that some basketball movie. Was based on a play because that seems weird to me. Well, because I didn't, I play never, wise, I didn't realize there was not that you can't have a I play about. I've never seen it, so I don't know how much basketball is actually in it. You know what I mean? I thought it was more the story of no. Like, the coach there's a lot about ba- there's basketball in it. Okay, I guess I gotta watch it. There's basketball. I in watch it. along. We're gonna do a sports month. Oh my god, that's not a bad idea, right? Fun. Yeah, that's, that's a fun not, idea. That's not a bad idea. Um. I saw a play this month. My oh, that's right. Fr- my friend Monica was visiting from New York, and we we went and saw a play. That's all I'm gonna say. It was called Babe. I really, I actually really liked it. I, it was I because uh, I was I was trying to remember the the playwright's name. I think it's Jessica Goldberg because I started following her online. Go Jess Goldberg. Go Jess Goldberg. <laughs> What's that commercial? <laughs> go Sunny. Go go Sunny. Go. Anyone from Charleston will know what I'm talking about. That is a Gen X. Yeah, Jessica Goldberg. So she wrote this play called Babe, which I really liked. And um, she also created that show, The Path, on Hulu. Oh, yeah. She's a very talented writer. Anyway, I really liked the play. It was a three-hander. It was about, like, the music industry, but it was about different generations, like a boomer, a Gen X, and, like, a millennial Mm -hmm. kind of clashing uh, in the workplace. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. Well, I, I was going to say that was all I was going to say because I I sent Catherine and Mike to it. And they liked it, but they had a different reaction to it than me. And mm-hmm. I saw it with a bigger audience on like a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they saw like a matinee. Yeah. Cause, and then I m- ended up meeting them after. after. But then we really got into the nitty gritty of the play and like yeah. our reactions to it. And it was really fun. It's so tough when the crowd is not – when it's not a full crowd for something – as a performer, it man, it really you have to really work to not let it affect you. you oh yeah. Know? Let me tell you something, folks. Wait, I did you know I did Edinburgh. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and we I had did Melbourne we, Comedy Festival. But you had bigger audiences than our I play had an audience had. of six people 
who never laughed. But also you were a one man show. Yeah. A comedy show. And we like our cast outnumbered our audience frequently. Yeah. But you also didn't have to be on stage the entire time. And we had one another. I guess you're right. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. I could see this guy like in the blue light of the (laughs) stage sitting right up front. He was like a, like a middle-aged guy, probably closer to 60. Um, Bald head, like silver hair on the sides, silver mustache and little beard. He like seared in the. You're saying this man seared in the memory. Folded arms, looking at me. (laughs) Did he not like your comedy? No, none. None of those six people did. So you did do the full hour set. I did the full hour, and no one liked your set. No, and there was the one show that I sat on a stool for. I walked out and I saw how many people were there. <laughs> and the stool was just there for like someone to else put a bottle of water yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. And so I sat on the stool and I like changed my delivery, made it completely like conversational. I mean, when you were like, if you come out and you see six people like that, are you just tempted to be like, hey guys, okay, I'm going to just do crowd work and get to know you? Honestly, I don't think it even occurred to me because I think in my mind, I was like, you only have this amount of time. There's another show. Uh, that's coming in later. They have to like get ready for that. Like I was the second show on a two person bill. Okay. Yeah, I remember very, that. I remember. It was very fixed, and also because you know, do you as Who you was were, the first person? you're doing it day after day after day. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And you get you get into a a, a muscle memory of it, where it's like I do this for this amount of time, and then I walk off the stage. This is why know? I do theater though, and not comedy, because yeah. like I. I always liken it basketball versus tennis. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so much more of a basketball person than tennis. Like Mm -hmm. I could not be out there alone dealing. Like theater is like my thing. Like I like put me in an ensemble. I can be such a team player. Like I can get us through. Well, this is why it's taken me so long to get back into stand up. Is because it's so much fun to work with other people. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you're know? you're like discovering that. You're discovering yeah. that sort of joy of like st- when stand up works, it's so much fun. Of course, and you're like so good at it. But working with other people is like it's just like it's a treat, you know? It's it's I don't know. Anyway, but look. Well, but it's also it's not just a treat. It's um you're failing with it, you you're failing or succeeding with other people and it feels less dramatic. Do you know what else? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Because you can go like out for pizza afterwards together and be like, yes. Oh my God, that was such a a shared experience. You know, and like you bond. But there's also with improv, there's also you're being surprised every time. You know, you don't know what the other person is going to say. And it's really, it's really, it keeps you on your feet because there is no script and you have to be present. Right. Which is really exhilarating. Anyway, Speaking of stand up and getting back into stand up, yeah, I do stand up on my variety show, which yes, is happening uh, oh, the eighteenth and nineteenth of November next week in New York at the Bell House. At the Bell House, my favorite venue, and it's going to be great. We have fantastic. You guests. still have tickets available? There's still tickets available. Like the early shows were almost were just about sold out. There's plenty of tickets left for the late shows. Why is that the case that the earlies sell out before the lates? I don't know. Maybe my audience is getting older. <laughs> I I wonder because uh, 
I like to go to early shows, but I would think if you're like on a date or something, you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, I want to let's go to dinner and a show. Mm-hmm. And you could go to dinner at like 730. And, and look, then my show is very horny. Right. <laughs> so it's a great late night thing to do. Yeah. Get, my show's not that late. It's not get like your date all worked up. <laughs> when is your late show? Okay, so so let's drill down. Just be a little. Let's more, drill can, down and get the fucking facts straight. Can we be a little more granular? So, <laughs> Friday and Saturday of next week—that's in seven days from tonight. That's right. Seven thirty and ten p.m. Seven thirty at ten p.m. at Bell House in two Brooklyn. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. The nights will be different from each other. Friday, different material each the night. The Friday night show is different than the Saturday night show. So That's if you're right. a real fucking diehard fan, completely different guests you're and gonna material. Fucking buy a sh- ticket for the Friday night show, and then you're gonna buy a fucking ticket for the Saturday night show, and you're gonna see both fucking shows, and you'll be like, I saw both fucking Variety shows at Bell House because I'm a diehard Paul Tompkins fan. <laughs> That's you. So please so come to d- that. Tickets yeah. are available at paulatompkins.com. paulatompkins.com slash live. That's paulatompkins slash live. Promo code nothing. There's no promo code. Nothing to promo except my shows. paulatompkins.com slash live. Slash live. And do you have any recommendations as we close it out? Um. Oh, my God. It's been so long. Did I talk about reading I'm Glad My Mom Died? I think I did. Yes. Oh my god! I have a record. What are you reading now? Anything you, you, that you're? Enjoying? I told you I'm reading Abby Morgan's memoir, who I auditioned for last week and didn't haven't heard anything about. At me? She created the hour. She created the split. One of my favorite shows of all time. I her, I, a memoir is very harrowing. I, sent, I understand. Sent in my audition and I haven't heard nothing but crickets, and I don't understand <laughs> because um, uh, Abby Morgan, if you're listening, I'm one of your biggest. I would uh, like to promote if you have nothing more. Oh, Your okay. Honor. No, you go, and then I'll and then I'll think of something. First of all, I want to say congratulations to our friends Kulop and Suchin Pak, Kulop Vladislav and Suchin Pak, on reaching 100 episodes of their show Add to Cart. Yay, Kulop and Suchin! I love Kulop and Suchin. Um, and I want to promote uh, <laughs> our friend Mike Castle has a podcast with his friend Joey Greer. Okay, called You Know What I Would Do. <laughs> where they take situations and then they say how they would approach the situation. And it's really just about them and their friendship and their dynamic. Which Adorable. Is very funny. Um, so there you go. And that's available where you get your podcast, I suppose. Um, oh, so you're just doing, you're just promoting podcasts tonight. No, no books, no, no, that's plays. All I, have for now. I did. I did promote the play. I guess I promoted that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very, if you haven't gotten into the uh, Murdoch Family Murders podcast uh, that Mandy Matney hosts, start reading up on on the case because one of the first court cases of the wild crimes around all of this Mm -hmm. has started uh, against Russell Lafitte, the banker. <laughs> oh my god, Paul! You have no idea. I like love, I love the names. On the so, something wild came out in the court case, and 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 then uh, this little Limehouse girl is the prosecutor. Remember, there was the Limehouse girl in the girl. the Southern Charm season. Whatever, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That had the plantation. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, 
You know they're related because all of the witnesses are related to the like plaintiff. Or, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So like it was crazy. But um, apparently what came out in the trial just this week, if you're following that, is that Alec Murdoch, who is standing trial for the double homicide of his wife and son, mm-hmm. and is also um, on trial for all of the defrauding that he did Mm -hmm. was confronted about the defrauding the day of the murders. Mm. So that was like a big shocking thing. And the witness went on the stand. Anyway, I'm going to say it's a bombshell. Anyway, check it out. That's my recommendation is to start following it because the murder trial begins in January. Mm -hmm. And I think he did it. It seems very, very likely that he did. But the question is, did he act alone? Because two different guns were used. Mm. Well, we all act alone at some point. <laughs> two mm. different guns that, that belong to the family were used. Oh, family guns. You're so like disconnected. You have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> like you don't- I don't know. I, I have a little idea what you're talking about. I don't think you do because I don't think you understand like how crazy far reaching. I haven't. Whole... I have not. Consumed... Oh wait, you did walk in and out of the CNN yes, special. I have not. I'm familiar with watched. the broad strokes of this case. I have not consumed as much as you have, but I am aware of it and I know what it is. And but and the HBO Max just had a docu series about it called Can't Low wait Country for the drama. And now there's gonna be drama, which I think I should be in. But... Of course, and we've come full circle. All right, guys, oh, we gotta go. That was my recommendation. This is our longest episode in a while. Well, we hope you enjoy. We it. only once a month. I, I didn't mean it as a criticism. We only want... Did you hear <laughs> so me say that? We only once a month. We only once a month. Yana, we only once a month. We only once a month. Now I'm just a simple swamp lawyer. Oh, I'm just sitting here drinking my fire fly <laughs> sweet tea vodka in my weekend water glass. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank we you love all you. for listening. We love you. Uh-oh. Are you locked in character? I don't like know. Austin Butler how stuck being not, Elvis? Not to be out of character from a low country murderer okay. Okay. standpoint. We'll be back next Please month. Please come back and listen to us next month. And until then. And until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay strong. strong.